brothers and sisters, to Breaking Open the Word, the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael. Beloved of God, today the Church celebrates the third Sunday of Advent, otherwise known as Gaudete Sunday, a word that means rejoice. This is the day that we light the rose-colored candle on our Advent wreath. And the gospel chosen for us today is taken from the 11th chapter of Matthew's gospel, verses 2 through 11. So let's place ourselves in the presence of God that we might listen to his word as it inspires and blesses us. When John the Baptist heard in prison of the works of the Christ, he sent his disciples to Jesus with this question. Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind regain their sight. The lame walk. Lepers are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised and the poor have the good news proclaimed to them. And blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. As they were going off, Jesus began to speak to the crowds about John. What did you go out to the desert to see? A reed swayed by the wind? Then what did you go out to see? Someone dressed in fine clothing? Those who wear fine clothing are in royal palaces. And why did you go out? To see a prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it was written, Behold, I am sending my messenger ahead of you. He will prepare your way before you. Amen, I say to you. Among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom is greater than he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. A collector of rare books ran into a friend of his who told him he had just thrown out an old Bible that he found in some dusty old box. The collector's friend mentioned that Guten somebody or other had printed the Bible. You don't mean Gutenberg, gasped the collector. Yeah, that was it. You fool! You've thrown out one of the first books ever printed. A copy was recently auctioned off for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, said his friend, I doubt this book would be worth that much especially because some dude named Martin Luther scribbled all over the margins? (laughs) Now, that's a joke you may have to do some research on. (laughs) Beloved of God, in today's gospel, John the Baptist wanted to be sure that the rumors about Jesus were true. Was Jesus the one? John had been preaching in the desert. He baptized people for the repentance of their sins. Now he finds himself in prison. So he sends his followers to ask Jesus, Are you the one? As if to say, 
I want to make sure if I've gone through all this trouble and now I'm in prison that I didn't do this for nothing, that I'm not crazy and I actually did God's will. Did you ever have doubts about your faith? Many of us have been to different parishes and have had different priests in our parishes. Some of us went to Catholic schools and were educated by religious women, nuns, religious men, and hopefully good and faithful laity who saw their role as being a true servant of the Lord. Teaching in a Catholic school in times past was never about the money. It was about the calling to fulfill God's call, to pass on the values of our faith and to model those values by the way we lived. As people moved from parish to parish, or even if they remained in the same parish for many years, eventually they would experience all kinds of priests and religious of different ages, backgrounds, and wisdom. Some were strict. Some were fascinating. Some were talented. Some were boring. Some were animated. Some were quiet and shy. Some bold and gregarious. We knew the ones who loved us because they weren't afraid to spend time with us. They made sure we knew about them and their experience of God and how his calling was formed in them since they were in their mother's womb. They preached with words that penetrated our hearts and caused our minds to conjure up ideas that motivated us to make good choices and good decisions throughout our day. These were the ones who taught us about God, not just by their words, but their deeds. And those priests, well, we saw them every Sunday when we came to Mass. They were at every function and held a special place in our hearts and oftentimes at our tables. These were truly worthy of the title Father because they were the head of our Catholic family. We were certain then that they knew Jesus and that they were certain Jesus was the one to follow, even when we had doubts. Jesus' response in the gospel today is not only the truth for John to hear and for him to know that Jesus is the Messiah, but Jesus' response is also so we would know that he is the one, the anointed. Jesus leads us into God's word to heal our hearts, especially when we struggle, just as John struggled. He fulfills the prophecy so that we find hope, knowing that the anointed one has come to save us. We start to trust in this truth because we know some things would be impossible without Jesus in our world. Jesus goes on to affirm the work of John, and he tells the crowd that John's work was righteous and true, so that they might not only trust John 
and the work that he's done, but also imitate John. That message is for us too. We're supposed to imitate John. You know, too often there are times our doubts and our fears become so overwhelming, we just want to walk away. We want to give up and find something less difficult to do. When we pray and pray and pray and we don't get the results we desire, when bad things happen to good people and we witness it, when it seems like everything around us is in total chaos and we seemingly have no control or relief, these are the times we must focus on the hope and the joy we find in our world. These are the times we push through. We place our hope in God and remember that God came to save us and has given us every gift, every tool, every grace that we need to make a difference in our world. You know, through the Eucharistic feast and through the sacramental life of the church, through the word proclaimed to us, we are given the grace necessary to affirm our faith, our belief, and to strengthen our resolve to step into the world and boldly proclaim with great joy, Jesus is Lord. We gain the courage to share his love with others, to see and care for others as brothers and sisters, like our gesture last week in doing some act of charity, or, or the week before in praying each day so that we could grow in holiness. Then this week we get the opportunity to share in writing our gratitude for those who have made a difference in our lives. And so, in a sense, we anoint them with the oil of gladness and gratitude. We'll speak more about that in a little bit. But here's what I want you to focus in on. You see, brothers and sisters, difficult and challenging times are inevitable in our life. There are going to be moments of doubt and fear. We may encounter things that seem insurmountable or even constant things that just annoy us. There will be times we will seemingly do all that we can in working for another and end up feeling used and abused. This was true in Jesus' time, and it will be true in our time and in times to come. Whatever the case, we cannot despair. That's why the cycle of the church here, the liturgical calendar, is a constant reminder that God is with us. Emmanuel, that his love is everlasting, that his dying and rising saved us, and that whatever we actually need, he will give us. Because in truth, his love and his grace are enough for us. We need nothing more. Brothers and sisters, be intentional in your love for God and neighbor. Work at trying not to contribute to the chaos around you. And even through times of doubt, remember, you have what it takes to ready the world for God's coming in glory. 
and to be ready for it yourselves. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you now and forever. Brothers and sisters, I just want to remind you, this is our third week of Advent, as I said at the beginning. And so for the best Advent, there's going to be a, a video put out today by Father Ron to kind of tell us what's happening for this third week. But one of the things that we want you to do is take an opportunity to write a note to somebody, just to thank them for the way they've made a difference in your life. Now, not a Christmas card, not a text message, not a email, but an actual handwritten note that just says, thank you for making a difference in my life. Why? Because in that way we raise someone up and give them the joy and the hope that is so evident in this time of year. It gives everyone an opportunity to see that they matter. And after all, isn't that what we really want to make sure happens during this season? and throughout our lives. Talk about getting us into heaven. That sounds like a good gesture to do so. And as always, and in the meantime, do take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow.